Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. It's me, it's me, it's Joel B., along with (laughs) Mike Kepler, and there he is, and the doggie in the background there. (laughs) You hear her scratching or something? Yeah. Or her um, little bells or whatever's on the the tag. The <laughs> those are her tag. Ta- those are her tags. tags. Yep, yep. You might hear my kitty running around here too. She was going crazy just before we got on here. She was going crazy, just running around and getting into stuff and meow and just doing all kinds of stuff. So fortunately, she calmed down. But she does that stuff sometimes. She'll just go crazy around the house for no apparent reason. A Pentecostal kitty cat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's the, the spirit. <laughs> should be swinging from the chandeliers right. well, if we hey, had I, any. I did appreciate your uh, Ernest T. imitation there from the Andy <laughs> Griffith show. Thank you for that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I had a friend that used to, he used to do that because he was a big Andy Griffith fan. And he would quote Andy Griffith all the time. This is years and years ago. When he would see me sometimes, he would say, it's me, it's me, it's Joel B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of those things just stick with you for life because every once in a while I'll throw out some of his, uh, I don't know, what are they called, limericks or rhymes or one of them was, uh, I ain't talking, I ain't talking. The more you're asking, the more I'm balking. <laughs> I, I still use that one today. That's a good one. This other thing, it's th- my friend, he used to draw Chester Cheetah. You know, Chester Cheetah, because this Cheetos and Cheetah, he's been around for a long, long time. <laughs> and so my nickname was, is, of course, well, my friends used to call me Breeze. Uh, but you call me the Breeze Man, and, you know, we got all that because my last name, Breezeke. Well, he would draw Chester Cheetah, and Chester Cheetah used to say, it ain't easy being cheesy. And so he would say, it ain't easy being breezy. I, 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 I. <laughs> Speaking of not being easy, uh, we've been talking about the law. Yes, and we're not and supposed to laugh. Remember, we're not supposed to laugh. <laughs> and uh, I, I, we can go any number of different ways here, Joel. I, we started talking about some of these things a couple of weeks back, and uh, we're, we're basically trying to turn on some light bulbs for people who have been taught certain things about the scriptures, about the Bible, about the Christian religion. And many of us who have been exposed to different teachings, either through the person on TV or the person behind a pulpit, a man of the cloth from the world of church, most of us have been just kind of brought into it and and taught this is the way it is. And we had no reason to doubt that the person teaching us every Sunday we just didn't have any reason to doubt that they knew what they were talking about. The problem, by and large, within the world of church, the Christian religion, not talking about life in Christ here. I'm not talking about we as believers in Christ. I'm just talking about the, the church culture as a whole, the organized religion. They have pretty much mixed an old covenant that was meant for Israel with a new covenant that came through Jesus Christ, and they were not meant to be mixed. And so we, under under that old covenant, there was this thing called the law. 
And it wasn't referred to as the laws with a plural S on it. It was referred to as the law because all 613 commandments, including the 10 commandments within that package, were part of that same bundle. They were all connected together as one. You couldn't separate some commandments, some statutes, and some rules from the other ones. They were all together in one package. And it was meant for Israel. Uh, only about 1% of the population of the entire world, maybe less than that, people who were under that nation. That's who it was given to, not to us who were Gentiles, certainly not before the cross or after the cross. It was never given to us. We were never under it to begin with. And in fact, Christ came to redeem those Israelites from that law, which could not bring life or righteousness, as we mentioned last week. So we're trying to click on some, uh, you know, some igniters here, turn on some light bulbs, give some aha moments, hopefully, to help people realize that some of what we've heard over the years in the Christian religion has been false information. Right. Yeah, we've heard a lot of stuff in the church. I mean, I was always taught, I grew up uh, memorizing the Ten Commandments. I was taught throughout my church life that it, not, it wasn't necessarily said that we're under the commandments, but we're but we're supposed to keep them, <laughs> which to me, it means you're under them, because if you don't keep them, what's the consequences? Well, then you're not right with God. So th- there's just a lot of double talk, because on the one hand, we're saved by grace through faith, apart from works. And like you say, as Gentiles, we were never under the law of Moses, which, as you also say, was 613 commandments, not just the 10. And then on the other hand, well... We're not under those commandments, but yeah, we got to keep them. But yet, 613 of them, most people, well, I'd say a lot of people are probably like me, memorized. You might be familiar with the 10, but the other 603, well, if the pastor this week, you know, needs to teach about here, you need to be doing this or not, he'll, he'll go to Leviticus, a specific verse in Leviticus or Deuteronomy And, well, this goes along with what I'm preaching, so we'll apply this verse to our life this week, some law, um, and and you see, that's, you know, it's God's Word. It's God's Word, and so we need to follow that law. But then, if you continue listening to him preach, but you yourself have your Bible open, and you look at the next verse, and it's some weird, obscure thing that nobody does today, well... How come you don't teach on that one? Because what we've made in the church today, what we've made is a law that we can apply to our lives, even though it really doesn't go along with what the law actually says. A typical example that we've probably talked about many times is the Sabbath. We've got to keep the Ten Commandments. People will say that, of course, you grace people. You say we're not under the law. Well, well, can we murder? Can we just go ahead and murder? Can we just go ahead and commit adultery? <laughs> you know, can we, can we steal? And so I go back to them, well, can you not keep the Sabbath? The Sabbath says you shall do no work on that day. It doesn't say just rest, just try your best to rest. It says you shall do no work. And of course, somebody in Numbers 15 was caught picking up sticks on the Sabbath, and he was stoned to death because he broke the law. So we make these laws out to be doable in some way or another, when really we're not under any of it. None of the 613. So does that mean that, okay, well, now we're not under the law, so we go ahead and be free to murder, be free to commit adultery, be free to steal, be free to covet? Well, of course not. But the difference, like what we talked about last week, the law 
could not give life, could not give righteousness. What we have in Christ is life and is righteousness. And so what does a person who has life and who has righteousness, what does that person want to do? Do you want to commit adultery? Do you want to steal? Do you want to murder? Do you want to do all these things? No. You might have fleshly inclinations sometimes, but that's not really you. That's not who you are. That's not the new life and the righteousness that you've been given. So anyway, like you said, there's lots of ways we could have gone with this. That's where I went. (laughs) (laughs) And Well, let's keep going that way. So what you said there is an important point, uh, an important distinction to make. As believers in Christ, you you don't want to go out and do those things. Your heart just doesn't want to because it's not a part of who you are. Whether you realize it or, or not, you are a partaker of the divine nature now. You are Christ-like. That's kind of what Christian means, right? It doesn't have anything to do with your works or your actions, your external activities. It has everything to do with who you are inwardly, uh, Christ-like, spiritually changed, reborn. But the, the distinction here is even though you may have temptations – that doesn't mean you necessarily want to do them even when you give in to those temptations. Right. So there's a difference between wanting to do something and being tempted. Just wanted to make that point. Um, also, going back to the Sabbath thing here, Joel, because we're constantly hearing some of the, the legalistic types out there talk about how the Ten Commandments are still part of life in Christ and, and all of that. But you just pointed out the hypocrisy of that just with one commandment. And that mm. was, remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. And that's just the headline. And and when when did the Sabbath turn into Sunday, by the way? Right. When uh, under the law, it was from Friday night, 6 p.m. until Saturday night, 6 p.m. So we changed that. And then we changed it to a more modernized version of it. And then some people will just say, well, any day can be the Sabbath. Just take some time with the Lord and, and uh, you know, just rest in him. Uh, well, see, we but basically we've crossed off that one off of the stone commandments right? Uh, based on how it was under the real law of Moses. And the other thing that we pointed out in the past, too, briefly, is that that's the headline. Remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. There's like something close to 40, around 39 other commandments and statutes attached to that one. You mentioned one, Joel. A guy was caught picking up firewood on the Sabbath and was stoned for it. That's another thing. What about this one? Honor your father and mother. Now, some people will just stop right there. But the commandment from Exodus actually says, honor your father and mother that your days, so we know who he's talking to here, listen, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. He's talking about Israel here, obviously. But the other point here with this commandment, Joel, is that if you're going to actually try to live by that law, honor your father and mother and so on, if you're going to try to do that, then you also need to be able to uphold the requirements when that doesn't happen. So those who don't honor their father and mother were to be put to death. (laughs) Those who were to, you know, say something against their father or mother were to be put to death. Now, you may have to get into the weeds to try to figure out exactly what was it that had to happen for that to occur. But even Jesus referenced that and pointed out the hypocrisy of the Pharisees just regarding that. Because, again, if you're going to try and tout the law, then you would also be required to execute the punishments that it demands. Yeah, so that's the thing. We take what what Israel had was 613 laws that 
they had to that they were bound to they had to keep these or they suffered the consequences and so we think well we've got jesus and so again we we just i think the church really doesn't take the law as seriously as what it was because well if i do somehow you know like on sunday or you know saturday the real like you say the real sabbath or sunday that that christians have made their sabbath whatever version they have they can still mow their lawn and well you know i've got jesus you know and so there's there's grace and so my lawn needed to be mowed and so i need to do it i had to work the rest of the days of the week blah 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 we'll make excuses and uh we'll we'll come up with ways to get around And, and what we do tragically is that we miss entirely the point of the law which was to be a ministry of death and to be a ministry of condemnation it wasn't meant to be something that we're supposed to live by that the people of you know the people of Israel for them it was a tutor it was a schoolmaster that was supposed to point them to faith and away from actually away from trying to be justified by their works so we'll have uh, more to talk about when it comes to the law but really life in Christ is not about being under the law. It's not about following guidelines from the law. Uh, We're dead to those things. We don't need to follow the law, but what we have instead is life. What we do have is righteousness. We have the Holy Spirit in us, and that's a completely different way of living than life under the law ever was. But with all this said, Jesus did say, in response to a man who asked him how he could inherit eternal life, Jesus told him to keep the law. He gave him some laws to keep. So what's up with that? Well, we'll have to talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.